In this episode of Toad's Tunes, we're sitting down with Hannah Ellis. We talked songwriting, especially with her husband. That's kind of a cool story right there. Her latest single in Country Can, growing up in Kentucky, huge Wildcats fan. Just getting back from C to C. Yeah, that's overseas stuff, man. We played This or That with Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen, having a bougie-ass husband. We even dove into the difference to her in festivals, arenas, and venues. Let's do ourselves a favor. Let's all get to know Hannah Ellis. I think that's the way I should start them all. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Sitting today with Miss Hannah Ellis. How are you today? I'm so good. Welcome to Stoney's. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to finally be here. We tried. We were just talking about that. We we tried in 20. That's right, we did. Uh, Scheduled for March. Everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything happens for a reason, man. It That's does. right. I think that you're maybe a little bit further along in your career. You got a I brand new single. I would say so, yeah. Um, let's talk Country Can. Where'd that come from? Oh my gosh. So um, we were actually down in Florida on a writer's retreat writing to finish up my record. And my husband, who's a songwriter as well, and you know that, um, was down there with us. And it was actually his idea, you know. He was like, you know, I feel like you don't have an anthem yet. You don't have that thing that at the end of the night people want to raise up their glasses to and sing along with all of their new friends in the crowd. And and so Country Can was kind of born from that. Is he one of the writers on it? He is. Does he write a lot of stuff with you? He does, actually, yeah. I mean... I would say on my record, out of 13 songs, he has like, what, four or five cuts? Yeah. How badass is it's that? It's so fun. It's how, so fun. How long have you guys been married? We got married in May of 2021, so a little, almost two years. And together prior to that? Oh my gosh, we were together for like seven years before, so. So you guys meet? Yep. In Nashville? Can we met in Nashville, yes, in Nashville? yes, so we were across the whole neighbors. Oh, no way. I know, friends. a meet cute, if you will. It's <laughs> like a friends thing, right? Yeah, right? That's badass. So you guys... Did you start writing together instantly? So we wrote together before we started dating. Yeah. Um, and But our personalities are so different. So like at first it was funny when we first started writing together, even the way we wrote was like, oh, this kind of rubs. I don't know if this is going to work or not. Um, but we found our way and man, now we just love it because there it's nice to have a little bit of an ebb and a flow in, in co-writing. He's a little bit different than you. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. love his music. It's mellow. It's yeah. like, um, I just sat with Nico Moon, and yeah. he said he's got 19 songs and 17 of them his wife is on. Right, which that's is, right. And he's like the first one that's ever really been like that. Done the that, first, yeah. And I just think that's got to be so the coolest cool. thing in the world. It really is. I mean, getting to share something that's so personal and means so much to you with the person that means so much to you is just honestly the coolest thing ever. That's got to be freaking cool. Yeah. Okay, so Kentucky. Yes. Born and raised. Oh, yes. Um, what what gets you into music and what gets you to Nashville? So my parents were both singers. Um, they would sing at like weddings on the weekends and every home video that we have in existence, like we're singing before we could hardly even talk. So like that was, music was always part of our lives. Um, and so we just did a bunch of contests growing up, me and my sisters and... Um, and then for me, it just kind of stuck, you know. I right. was um, in high school and had this big come to Jesus moment where I was like, I think I'm supposed to do music. And my parents were like, okay, as long as you go to school first, we're cool with that. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> Did you go to school in Kentucky? Or yeah. Did you, okay. yeah, so I had a full ride scholarship to the University of Kentucky. For? Um, academics. Oh, my God. You're a smart girl? Sometimes. Jesus. <laughs> Does that exist anymore? I know. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So yeah. you went, wh where did you go to college? The University of Kentucky. Yeah. Wildcats. Yeah. Oh, Wildcats till I die. That's right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, so really then sweet. you get done with school. Do you move to Nashville by Immediately. yourself? Immediately. Yeah. So, so I graduated early. I ended up going 
uh, graduating. You're right, because <laughs> the smart thing. <laughs> and I'll tell a lot of people this. Okay, it's an exclusive interview. Um, no, but I graduated in three and a half years, so I moved in February of 2013 um, to Nashville. Yeah, but I mean that's the nice thing being from Kentucky. It's not not that too far. far. Right. So it's like I didn't get too lonely. You know. That's kind of. Were you scared? No, because I'd already done college, you know? I'd already moved to college. And even though I moved there with, like, a lot of friends and my sister was in school then, um, I think it prepped me, you know? And and I will say, too, I had already done an internship in Nashville okay. the summer Feet before. Were so I, like, knew a few people, you know? Right. And then, yeah. so did you do Broadway at all? I never did. I, I, I went down and played a couple times while I was in college. But when I moved there, I... I kind of was leaning more into songwriting. I mean, always an artist, but I knew that that was going to be my gateway into yeah. the community, you know. Your first year, so you move into this place, mm -hmm. you meet Nick, <laughs> <laughs> you guys start writing first sort of thing. Was yeah. he like a, a, um, a songwriter as well? Yeah, so what's interesting is the building we lived in, lived, used to live in, um, was an artist loft. So you actually had to apply to live there. So everyone there was musical, which it makes sense how we all met and became right. friends, you know. Um, but yeah, so we were all young and first-time tenants in this building. So it was almost like dorm rooms, you know, because everyone was new, you know, to this it's pretty scene. neat. Yeah, it was really cool. So you start writing. Was your, was your first ever co-write with him or was it with somebody else? Oh, gosh, no. I had written with tons of people before that because I started co-writing all through college, I would make trips to Nashville and gotcha. kind of like okay. try to get to know people. So I, I'd kind of done that. So let's talk about your first ever co-write. Yes. I always hear this this analogy like it's a first date. Yeah. You sit down. The trust has to be. Well, what's funny is I think that anytime you're writing with someone new, it's a first date. Right. It's still all these years later. I you mean, don't get as nervous anymore. No, yeah, you don't. But, but it is interesting because it's kind of just like, so tell me about yourself. <laughs> That's kind of how they start? Yeah, I mean, especially for me, because, and you'll hear that in my songs, like, it's so personal for me that I need to, like, know you and know what we are either alike on or different on that we can, like, create from. Right. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, we were talking off the microphone about your woman. Mm-hmm. I want to know where that song came from because I look at it in a sense and you paint this picture of mm -hmm. like now that I'm sitting here, I can literally see you doing all of these things. Right. And where did that come from? Like, how did you start that song? So that song came from an interesting space because I felt like I'd seen either on, you know, I don't know if it was social media or I'd heard it in conversation, but I was hearing a lot of chatter about like um, feminism and what women are or can or can't be and all, all of this of like oh there's working women and then there's stay-at-home moms or there's like women that want to be wives and there's women that want to pursue their dreams and I'm like so what happens if you want to do both <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I kind of like feel like that was really the birthplace of that song was more like I'm all these things independently and I love being all of those things and you support me being all of these different things but also, I do want to be your wife. I do want to be, like, like in love with you and that to be a part of my persona as well. So it just became this little marriage of, like, yes, this is who Hannah Ellis is, but also part of that is being a good, you know, 
spouse, girlfriend, sure. whatever I was at the time. Putting the two together. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, in your career so far, let's talk, wh- what's been the highlight so far of your career? What's Gosh. one thing that you look back in, like an accomplishment that you've always wanted to get to? And it's like one of those stepping stones, because I know there's more. Yeah. But like, what's the one thing so far that you've... It's hard for me between the... I'm going to say two. I'm Give cheating me a couple the of them. That's fine. Um, playing the Grand Ole Opry was pretty epic. When did you do that? I did that last September. Badass. For the first time. And what, it was really two songs? awesome. Yep. What two songs did you play? So I did Home and Hometown and a song called Us that was out at the time. Right. Yeah. So like it was, I was like very emotional. Whew. Lots of tears. But then the other moment was Nick and I had gotten out to get like brunch or breakfast, like ran and picked up lunch. Like I looked totally like a homeless person and we run to get lunch and we come back and we get in the car and I was like, oh, my God, did I leave my phone running or something? Because we turned the car on and Country Can was playing. And then I realized, oh, my God, it's playing on the radio. No way. And it was in Nashville. And, like, that was just a really cool moment. XM or radio radio? Radio radio. Badass. Yeah. So it was, like, just a really sweet moment and something I've just worked my whole life for, you know? I know um, I'll, I'll go back to your Opry. I've been back for three artists, um, their Opry debuts, and get to experience things oh. that and see them. Because um, they come here, and that's like one of their goals, and you yeah. go back and you see something like that. So it's, cool. It's so... Um, I like to use the word intense mm-hmm. because the amount of emotions from the minute you park your car with your... Oh, my God. With like yeah. your name on it. I'm and so then sorry. you get to walk yeah. in, you get to check in, and you do all that stuff. And then the whole experience of... Going to their band, yeah, giving them your song, absolutely. The rehearsal, real quick. The dudes are, and the chicks so, are unreal. Yeah, whole nother level, mm-hmm. whole nother. Level. But I, that's rad. I'm glad that you got to do that. That's that's pretty freaking cool. It was it was honestly really special. Who told you that you were getting to play there? Who was the person that broke that to you? Um, that was uh, John Clore. He's head of our marketing at um, Curb Records, and he called me and he was like, "Are you sitting down?" And I was like, "Well, I'm driving my car." So yes. <laughs> Which is really cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. Who have you shared the stage with so far in your career that you've absolutely loved and learned from? Oh, my gosh. So many people, honestly. I mean, Russell Dickerson was one of the first people to ever take me out, and he's just such a good buddy. You know how many times he's played here? How many? Seven. No way. Yeah, first time he played here, maybe 250 people were here. I love that. Yeah. I love him so much. Such a neat dude. And then Carly Pierce is one of my dear friends, and she took me out on tour this past year. It was really really fantastic that's pretty neat you get to learn a lot oh gosh yeah and that's what's nice is like when these people are friends with you too it's like twofold like i'm learning by watching just watching them do their thing and then also i get that double dose where they're like we're sitting together after a show drinking wine and she's like okay so here's my thoughts on this and you're like oh thank you yeah the fact that she'll share that with you exactly Mm -hmm. russell played here um our goal was to sell the place out. Yeah. And the last two times we played here, we sold it out. And the last time he played here, he was going to Nashville two weeks later and getting his, I think, platinum for, yeah. for yours. So his wife comes off the bus and she just looked at me and said, you won't. I won't show up. Russell said it. Everyone, oh in the, everyone, Everybody in the band is like, you won't, you won't, you won't. So I did. Oh, my god. I flew gosh. out. The only person I told was his tour manager. That's it. And that I walked up to the exit in. And he was outside on the deck, and he turned around while he was getting ready to get his plaque, and he turned around, and he goes, hey, Toad, what the... F-? Oh, and my God. So it was pretty neat. I like to share moments like that, because I know that 
I know that's a big deal. I mean, all yeah. that kind of stuff. The Opry was really neat. I went, my first one I ever went to was Stephanie Quayle's. Love. Then I went to Tony Jackson's, and then I went to um, Sam Gros. Oh my gosh! And they were they were pretty. Every every one of them had its own thing. Yeah. But they were all epic in their own way. Oh yeah. I mean, just oh, kind of yeah. neat. So let's go uh, idols and country music. Yeah. Who are they? Oh my gosh. So I'm gonna have fun with this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pick the venue. I'm gonna say Red Rocks. Okay. Amphitheater. Uh, you get to headline. Okay. Give me four artists that are going to play the, play with you there. Oh, my gosh. Price is no object. Okay. You don't have to worry about ticket selling because you're going to sell it out on your own. Yes. Amen and amen. Um, I mean, Martina McBride is what I came up on. Yeah. I actually got to open for her. Was that last year? And talk about a full circle moment. I mean, I sang her songs in every contest for 10 years of my life, you know. Right. Did you play one of her songs that night? I didn't, but I showed up. I don't think you showed up. (laughs) That would have been crazy. It'd have probably been in her set and she'd have been pissed. I that would be one for sure. I mean, I'm still gonna ask Taylor Swift. T Swift. OG. I mean, I still love her now, but OG Taylor Swift with the country songs, don't play. Yeah. Um, I would say honestly, Carly. I would love that so much it would just be so fun to i want to say she's played here to- twice yeah i think she's been here twice yeah amazing i love that can't afford her anymore but. right right and then i would say gosh we gotta throw a boy in there so let's do sam hunt oh. dude <laughs> that's like it. yeah you don't have to worry about selling tickets for that show. <laughs> right Who, who's someone that's not on everybody's radar right now that you're digging on not your husband um <laughs> you knew um he's already on my radar that's what's funny is I'm like, I feel like anybody I say, okay, actually, there's this young guy in Nashville. His name's Jonathan Hutcherson. Okay. He's also a Kentucky boy. Phenomenally talented. Okay. Yeah. I want to say I know that name. Must check him out. So good. Jonathan, okay. This is neat because it's recorded, so I'll yeah. be able to go back to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, Carrie Underwood, Taylor Swift. Pick one. Oh, T-Swift. T-Swift all day long. All day long. How come? Um, Because we're the same age, and so when I was growing up, she was the first country artist that was writing about my life, you know. Right. Um, you're, you're everybody before me was, or everybody before her was writing about people in their thirties. Right. Life, so it wasn't relatable to me. Gotcha. And she was the first person that it was like, oh my god, this is what I'm living right now. Relatable. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Hardy or Morgan Wallen. Oh, that's unfair. It is. It is. One hundred percent. Oh fair. my gosh, that's really not right. It is. It's good for you. You can only pick well, one. Well, I'm going to see Hardy next month with our friends. Even though, like, we love him and his wife and all of that. Like, we literally bought tickets with some friends to go watch them and chat, uh, or in Chattanooga. Um, but I have to go Morgan Wallen. Yeah. I just like stan his music. Literally, it's just so good. It is good. He's the only dude that can put out 500 songs and in every like, one of them. Okay, okay yeah. fine. Yeah. I um, I listened to Hardy's new album, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, it's all over the place, and I fucking love it. Yeah, I right. just love it because it's not, it's not country. It's unique. It's very unique. He sat where you're sitting, mm-hmm. and I asked him, I'm going to ask you the same question, but I'll give you time to think about it. Uh, if you weren't doing music, what's, what's the one passion thing that you would love to do for your job while you think about that? 
he looked at me square in the face and it's in one of his songs. He grew up mowing lawns. Oh yeah. And I said, bro, I got 2,400 square feet in my backyard. He goes, you got, he goes, you got a lawnmower? That's and I amazing. said, I will pick one up on the way home, dude. <laughs> I love that. So what's, what's the one thing if you weren't doing For music? me, it's food, right? Cooking? So I would, I would want to do, eating? <laughs> I would want to be a food critic. Dude, badass. Because I'm like, I'm really good at talking yeah. and, and interviewing and, and that kind of thing. And I love food, and I'm really passionate about it, and I think I have lots of opinions on it. So right. I'm like, I feel like I would kind of crush it at that, like being a food writer. A food writer. So yeah. what's your what's your what's your favorite food? Kind oh, of food. Oh God. Like Italian. I mean, like um, the, let's let's go that way. I would say, as of late, I love Asian cuisine of any kind. Right. We had Korean tonight. Thai food, Indian food. Thai. Come on. Thai food. So good. All the I eat Thai food. Probably once a week. There's a place that. in town called Archie's, and they have a Ooh. chicken penang that's just retarded. I love so that. So good. I so love good. that. Uh, um, let's have fun. You eat pizza? All the time. It's my favorite food. Okay, cool. Best pizza in Nashville. I'm going to judge you on this one because I've been to like I'm gonna seven places. I'm going to say, oh, man. It's tough. Depends on the night. No alcohol in you. I'm going to say DeSano's is my number one. Okay, I've had it. And... Emmy squared when I'm craving a different style of pizza. Well, I haven't been there. What's 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 their style? It's their Detroit style pizza. Okay, I like so it's that. a little it's thicker bad. crust. Yep. Um, they have this one and it's got like honey and pepperonis and it's Mike the the hot honey. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, dude. There's, so good. There's a place here in town. Plug. It's called Rebellion, and they used to work at another pizza shop in town, and they yep. all went their own way and opened up their own place. And they have the Mike's hot honey that they put on their pepperoni pizza. That's pizzas. amazing. Yeah, I went to Amazon while I was sitting there and ordered it had to ship to the house because it's just so damn good. That's so good. Um, what is your guilty pleasure in Nashville? Food-wise? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it would probably be the pizza. If it's not that, gosh. I will say we had Joyland recently, which is a burger place. It's Sean Brock's right. burger th- place down there. I think I've been there. I think I've been there. Good. Pretty money. Yeah. It's like, I won't say overpriced, but it's like uh, more expensive fast food, but it's like really quality product. So you're like, it evens out, you know? Good shit. Yeah. How many times have you played um, Whiskey Jam? God. A I lot? I have no idea. A lot. Yeah. So your first time, scared? Nervous? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially at that time, it was like the only thing... Like, it was like a rite of passage. Like, you weren't anybody it's, in Nashville if you hadn't played that yet. Right. I would, I mean, I would still kind of say it's it's kind of cool. Like, I think this week was the first week I ever looked at the lineup and I didn't know one single person Yeah. But I, being here, mm-hmm. I will watch it on my Instagram live oh, and just I check stuff that. out. Because I get to learn about artists. I mean, Absolutely. pre-COVID, I was in Nashville twice a month. And just going there well, and, and consuming. Bring it back. I'm getting there. Fuck. <laughs> we have so much stuff going on. We're opening another Stoney's here in town. Nice. Um, uh, I was talking to Brian mm-hmm. earlier about um, the idea is is that West Coast is hard. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Um, so the idea would be until they get to a certain level of an artist, you could play here on a Friday and we could send you up to North 40, which is still in town, yeah. but it's like 35, 40 minutes away. It's a different demographic yeah. inside a casino. Yeah. A little bit smaller room. Give you two nights in Vegas. That's great. Yeah, that's kind of the goal there. Yeah. Heck yeah, I think I so. I love that. Not a bad thing. You were just at C to C first time. Yes. Let's talk about that, Jesus. Like, oh my gosh, that had to be huge finding out you got to get over there and do oh, that. Oh yeah, I was so excited because I've wanted to go for years, and so the fact that it finally worked out with schedules and everything was just incredible. And best ex- best part of that experience. Um, 
I've never had a crowd know more of my songs. Than over there. Like, literally deep cuts, you know? It's neat because, like, I have friends that live overseas that I met online years and years mm-hmm. and years ago. And their passion for music is different. It is. Um, there's a band out of Scotland. Their name is Biffy Clyro. Not country. Mm-hmm. They're more progressive rock, I guess yeah. I would say. Alternative rock. They saw it at Wembley. That's crazy. I've seen them three times here, and the most people I've seen at their place was maybe 500 people. Right. And to know that they sell hundreds of thousands of tickets overseas, and it's just weird. It's crazy. I I think their passion for music rivals anything we do here. Oh, yeah. It really does. You can take Stagecoach all day long, Yeah, honestly. They're neat. Yeah. But then you go look at these uh, like festivals they do over there where there's- uh, Oh, they fly from other countries. 200,000 people in a- it's crazy. I would never do that. Yeah. That would be one of those things that if I wasn't sitting on the side of the stage for the whole fucking day, I'm going. I couldn't imagine. It's pretty draining, but it's great. Who did you play with when you were over there? Oh, gosh. Um- I did a show with Breland, which was really fun. How is Breland like? So great. His show is, I don't even know how he's breathing at the end. Really? Yeah, so much energy. So I've been pitched him over the last yeah. two years, and I'm just, I'm like, I don't know how he would do here. I just, I don't. I think he's a blast, personally, yeah. yeah. But you've got to see, I, I've never right, seen him Right, yeah, live. I would say if you saw him live, you would, his show's so fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. Who else did you play with over there? Uh, did you watch some other artists play and stuff like that? Barely. Barely. Because you're you were, so busy. It's a media thing. We had so many people that we were really close friends with that we were trying to like meet up with. We never did. Really? It was just so busy. Yeah. So I guess I want to touch on this. It's got to be badass that. So your husband plays acoustic guitar in mm-hmm. your band. Mm-hmm. So when you go do radio stuff, yeah. he's right there. Right. It's pretty amazing. I don't think that you could ask for much more. Oh, no. And so I will be uh, total transparency. Nick only plays the cool shows with me. Okay. <laughs> my band loves to make fun of him because he's not my full-time guitar player. He's my, oh, you're going to Vegas? I'll, I'll play that show with you. For real. Guitar player. Oh, yeah. Well, because, I mean, he has his own career. He's he a does. songwriter and he yeah. has his own music. But he'll fill in for me if either some of my guys can't make it or if, you know, we're playing live in the vineyard in Napa. <laughs> Next week, you guys are playing with Lee Bryce. Yeah. I might be there. Oh, my gosh. Might. Come on. So my Dylan Carmichael is a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Jay lives in San Diego, and it's his birthday. Oh, my God. My buddy Ron is the DJ that's going to be doing your whole KSO1 Love. thing. So I'm, like, sitting back just going, oh, do I go down there? You because should definitely come. I've got Haley Witters here next oh, Friday. Right. So I was thinking, get up Saturday morning, that's go into right. that Saturday night. Yeah. My buddy Jay's birthday brunch Sunday, spend the night, come home Monday. I'm on the fence because I think I would, believe in you. It would be fun, but I'm too old for this. Do you guys? I, I we was, all are. I was telling Brian, I don't. I went to go um, do some stuff with Dylan in uh, September in North Carolina. He asked me to come out and MC a show mm-hmm. for him. So they had the private party on Thursday, and the show was Friday. Yeah. I flew out Tuesday and didn't fly back home till Tuesday. Right. Because I don't know how you guys do it half the time. Honestly, you're a machine. I can't remember anything. No, it's <laughs> a blur. You just do what you do. That's right. And you have you have a good team behind you, which yeah. is rad. Todd Thomas was oh my God, one of him. my buddies. I love yeah. him. He was just here uh, at the beginning of this month, two nice. weeks ago. Yeah, with uh, Tim Duggar. Tim Duggar, yeah. yeah. You like Curb? Everybody's oh, yeah. Love it? Great squad. New music coming out? Oh, yeah. So much. A lot? Album? Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, we have an album that's coming sometime this year. Yeah. And kind of just rolling out some singles before that. You like the idea of dropping singles versus albums? No. No. I like drop. I, w- I would want to put out two or three songs and then put a whole album out. But I understand how music is 
bullshit. You like Morgan Wallen. That dude puts out album after album. I know. It's so great. But I think this, the way that music's cons- consumed right now and where I am as an artist, it does serve my artistry in this season. Sure. To like more. Is your goal to get to the point where you can just drop albums? Heck yeah. I think that's everybody's, right? Ultimate goal in music. To just play for the biggest crowd of people that actually want to be there to see me. Right. You know, people that I connect with and that connect with my music. I'm going to hit you with one more thing. Okay. Festivals, arenas, venues like ours. Give me give me three things that you love. One for each one of them. Okay. Um, the thing I love about festivals is... People are there all day. It's just such a party. There's so much fun. Like, and to me, like my set list reflects that at a festival. Like, it's all bangers. It's like we're here to have a good time. Right. And like that's why you came here. I get you for 30 minutes and we're gonna go hard for 30 minutes. Um to me, we're delivering an experience for them on behalf of the festival versus something like this or an arena. It's like, I'm trying to like gain, well, okay, here, I'm trying to gain fans. I'm here because I'm like, okay, there are going to be people here tonight that are here to see Hannah Ellis, but then there's going to be a lot of people that are just here because they come to Stoney's and they trust that you guys have good taste in music. And so I've got to go out there and win souls, if you will, you know, Um, create fans, make make people fall in love with me. Like, that's the goal in that moment. Um, And have a good time, but like, there's more, you know, there's more there. And then, I mean, arenas, that's yours, baby. Nobody's coming to arenas unless they're coming to see you. It's true. So There's no walk-up in It's that. just a totally that's different, that's like, the world is your oyster, you know? You're like, I can do whatever I want with this set. <laughs> and I totally lied. Your favorite song you've ever been a part of? A song that's going to be on my record called Too Much and Not Enough. It's coming. Are you playing it tonight? Mm-mm. It's rude. Yeah. Good, I'll wait. It's a really good one. Thank you for the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.